This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Good News in Shoes. Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen And you changed the world Well, the moral of the story is Everybody's got a purpose So when I hear that devil's Hello and welcome to the Financial Literacy Show with your host, Hubert McIntosh, CPA, a member of SOFA, the Society for Financial Awareness, bringing financial education to America, one community at a time. Now here's your host, Hubert McIntosh. Good evening, good Friday evening once again, and oh my gosh, I have got the old tune. It's a good Beautiful Friday evening in Palm City, Florida. The sun is shining bright. The temperature is 81 degrees. It's a gorgeous day. So for those of you who are listening and you don't have that kind of weather, we're going to send you some sunshine. And I'm speaking to some of my people in Toronto, okay? So I'm sending you sunshine your way. Sunshine straight from Palm City, Florida, okay? Thank you for joining us this beautiful Friday afternoon. This is Hubert McIntosh, your CPA, a member of SOFA. And you know what time it is. It's financial education. Financial education. And so I continue. Oh, my gosh. Today is May the 1st. We have been here. Oh, my. Can you believe we have been here 10 weeks yes 10 weeks 10 weeks two and a half month we got three and a half more to three and a half more to go but we believe we're gonna be here longer you know but as i said to you it's all in the in in god's will right so we're gonna thank him for that so we thank you for joining us so we are live in the studio we're live in the studio and let me give you the numbers two things Get your pen and paper. Get your pen and paper because you're going to want to take a note of the number. And today's topic, oh my gosh. You got to take notes. You may you may not have taken notes before, but you're going to need to take notes today. You're going to need to take notes today. So we are in the studio, 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. Right. So the topic we have today, the topic, I believe, is such a powerful topic. The Lord laid it on my mind and he laid a couple of scriptures also. So the scriptures are so strong and the topic is strong. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer first. Yes, yes, we're going to go to him in prayer first. All right, so let us pray. Almighty God and Father, we just thank you for this great and wonderful day that you have blessed us with, Lord. You have blessed us with. We know there are challenges in the world, but you didn't promise that you're going to take away the challenges from us. You told us that you will be with us. You will be with us. You will never forsake us so we thank you for your covering 
So, Father, as these words that you laid on my heart today, I submit to you now, Lord. I ask that you prepare your people because you gave me this word for them today. Prepare your people to receive to receive what you have prepared, prepare their hearts, prepare their mind, prepare their ears, Lord, so that they can receive these words. I ask you to speak through me as an oracle, Father. Let them not hear my voice, but your voice, Lord, and they will receive what you have in store for them. So, folks, I had to go to the Lord because, as I said to you, it's too tough. It's too tough scriptures. So I'm preparing you. It's too tough scriptures, but we believe that the Holy Spirit has warmed your heart, has loosened your that you can take what I'm going to share to you, take it with love, and take it with guidance from the Holy Spirit. All right. The first scripture, some of you are familiar with it. It's Ezekiel 2, verse 7. Ezekiel 2, verse 7. And remember, I always encourage you, there's a context around each verse. But I'm just going to talk about two verse, but I encourage you to always go look at the context. Ezekiel 2, verse 7. You must give them my messages, whether they listen or not. But, they won't listen because they are completely rebellious. That scripture is worth repeating. Ezekiel 2 verse 7, you must give them my messages whether they listen or not. But they won't listen for they are completely rebellious. And you know one of my favorite books. You know that's where I'm going. You know I'm going to go to Jeremiah. Come on, you already know that. So we're going to go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah verse chapter 7, verse 27. Tell them all this, but do not expect them to listen. Shout out your warnings, but do do not expect them to respond. So I shared two tough scriptures, but we already prayed. So we're believing that we're going to negate that warning and that you will listen. All right. Topic is very sensitive, but it's very important, especially for a time like this. So the title of the topic, 11 Financial tips to make caregiving easier. 11 financial tips to make caregiving easier. It's a topic that we could probably speak all day on. You probably could have an eight-hour seminar. I'm going to break it down in under an hour. So what we're going to do, we're probably going to cover and take about five minutes on each. Right. So get your pen. Get your pen, get your paper. We're going to share some insights with you. And remember, we are in the studio, 772-221-1100. All right. Caregiving. Caregiving generally tend to their elderly, disabled family members as a labor, caregivers rather, as a labor of love. But it can also be taxing for them financially and otherwise. Right? 
These 11 tips can help you manage the financial side of caregiving and keep things under control. Okay? Caregiving requires love, time, and patience. But financial aspects of caregiving often doesn't get the proper attention it needs. I know I'm going to repeat that. Caregiving requires love, time, and patience, but the financial aspect of caregiving often doesn't get the proper attention it needs. All right. And all parties sometimes are guilty. It's not one side. So let's talk about baby boomers. The baby boomer generation, those are people born or those are people born between 1946 and 64. That generation is considered the baby boomer generation. Why called baby boomer is um, it was just after the war and America, we had lost a lot of people and the government was giving additional incentive for people to have children because we wanted to. We wanted to replace the workforce and so forth because people had died. So, ends baby boomer. But what happened when that generation started, we didn't know, or at then, well, I wasn't there in 46, but at that time, they didn't know what was going to happen of this generation, you know, but there were some incentives. But what has happened since 46? The, the, the world, the world and our country in that, and if you look at it, you can say, well, it's 74 years. In the 74 years, in the last 74 years, in terms of advancing technology and medical science, we could almost say that in the last 74 years, we have advanced more than the previous thousand years. And I know some people may debate that, but we're not debating it. We're just we're just sharing some insights with you. So what has happened since then? Medical science. Medical science has improved, whereas things that usually kill people, um, people were recovering from it and so forth. So ends what happened. The, the, the baby generation, the baby boomer generation has become known as the sandwich generation. The sandwich generation. Because previous to that generation that you would have You'd have um, the elders and the juniors and so forth. And the older folks would take care of the younger folks. And then the older folks die and then the next generation continue. That's how it has been. But that changed with the baby boomer generation. Because right now, as we sit in 2020, the baby boomer generation is experiencing something that no other generation prior to them has ever experienced. And why is that? Why is that? The key part of that is that they're living longer. People never used to live till 100 years old. That, that, it, it, it was just an anomaly. When you hear someone live to that, that was an anomaly. But no, it's very common. There's a statistic I shared with you guys that by 2050, there will be 4 million centenarians. That means there will be 4 million people who are over 100 years old. 4 million. Think about that for a minute. 
4 million people who are 100 years old. So what that has caused is because as a generation, we never experienced that before. So we didn't prepare our planning. Our planning was not um, adept. Our planning was not adept. Our planning was not sufficient because the average in 46, the average span of a, of a, of a human being was um, basically by age 62, you're dead. You're pronounced dead. You know, nobody was expected to live past 62 in 1946. That was just the statistics there. You know, but what has happened now, the average age right now, the average age for female is 89 years old and for male is 86. And that's just the average. But what has happened because of medical science we it is common now that people are living in their 90s people are living in their hundreds um i think the oldest person right now is 117 years old and that has been so common the last few years or within the last decade that people are living to these age so what am i getting at with this so what happened now with the baby boomer generation it's the first generation where the, 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 the individuals in that generation has to be taking care of two sets of people. They have to be taking care of their children. Previously, it used to be that the parents just takes care of the children. But with the baby boomer generation, what has happened? The baby boomers have to also be taking care of their parents. So you have baby boomers who are taking care of the parents and they're also taking care of the children. So think of that for a minute. There was no plan for this. We didn't have a we didn't have a blueprint. So what has happened that a lot a lot of things have gone. We have neglected a lot of things. So that's just the introduction. So I just want to share eleven stuff with you to just get you aware. As I said, this could have been an eight hour. We could have been we could have done this over eight hour seminar or even a three day seminar. But what we're going to do is just share some insights with you. All right. Number one, number one, number one, talk about it now before it's too late. Folks, that's the number one. I'm giving you 11, but the number one is talk about it now before it's too late. We must, folks, we must prepare for the unexpected. We must. So we have to have that financial discussion with the person you care for in advance. What is happening? We're not talking to each other for different reasons. We're not talking to each other. The parents not sharing with the children. The children not discussing with the parent where we're thinking that this thing going to be fixed. Folks, it cannot be fixed by osmosis. It cannot be fixed by osmosis. You know that the plant does that. We can't do that. The plant does that. For those of you who don't know osmosis, it's osmosis is where the plants and you have the rain and the sunshine and basically, so that happens, rain and sunshine and plants grow, right? We cannot do that it will not happen by osmosis we have to do something we have to talk about it we have to talk about it and here are some quick questions i'll just share with you i hope you have gotten I've, you, i hope you have gotten your pen and paper so i'm just gonna throw some questions at you you know whereas 
And this can be the elder person as well as the baby boomer and even the, ch the children of the baby boomer. So this is something that involves all three parties, you know, the three generation. So question, and this is a question we don't ask. Have your loved ones saved enough money? Have they saved money? If so, how much? A lot of times we don't want to ask that because of certain embarrassment or whatever. But folks, it's not something that's going away. We have to address it. You know, what's their source of income? What do they want? Here's another one. Do they want to live in an assisted living home or would they prefer to live at home? Wow. This one almost sounds like meddling. Because here's the reality, folks. Here's the reality. And I hear this and don't think I'm throwing rocks. <laughs> I'm experiencing this in my entire, my family also. So I'm not talking about just your family, my family too. Because here's what happened, folks. Here's this question again. Do they want to live in assisted living home or would they prefer to live at home? But here's the sad reality. Here's the sad reality of it. Sometimes they don't have a choice. Sometimes they don't have a choice. Sometimes living in the assisted living or in the nursing home would be better. But guess what? You can't afford it because you didn't make preparations. You can't afford it. And then here's the next challenge now. And this is based on culture and different things where we'll say, okay, we're going to take care of mama. We got, oh, it's easy to say we're going to take care of mama. We're going to take care of papa. We're going to take care of mama. And you have three and four siblings and you're saying, okay, all right, between the three, four of us, we can take care of mama. But guess what? The discussion never had. You never had the discussion. You never had the discussion. But each person thought in their mind, we're going to take care of mama. We're going to take care of papa. So guess what happens? Folks, I'm giving you reality reality i'm telling you what's going on now reality so that so that time comes to take care of mama and papa guess what happened now so you had four siblings and you're thinking well the four siblings just gonna pitch in and they're gonna <laughs> wow you 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 you're talking about people looking at each other you talk about people looking at each other four siblings looking at each other and here's the saddest part yeah, I, I'm just giving it to you like the Lord gave. The, here's the saddest part. Out of those four siblings, that pressure falls on one child. That pressure falls on one child. So you have a child with three other siblings and no other sibling is helping that child. No other sibling is helping that child. Because what happened? We never talk about it. We never talk about it because there are even strategies with that. Whereas if the four were, if the four were strategizing properly, do you know one of the things, some of the things that people not doing that they could have been doing? Whereas if mom is, if mom or dad is being supported by the children, say it's $5,000 a month, just giving an example. All right. If each of those give, if each child, so let's say, Mom and dad know they have four children and wow, they're so awesomely supported. And each child, each child is going to give 25%, right? 
each child gonna give twenty five percent. So for the year, if it's sixty thousand, each child may have given fifteen thousand. All right, that's the nice part of it. Each child gave fifteen thousand. But sometimes we have to think strategically, financially, because guess what happened now? If each of them give fifteen thousand, none of them got the tax breaks because they're all claiming because if each of them try to claim 15,000 guess what none of them can claim it because for you to claim the person you must have given more than 50% of the support so if each give 25% so none gets to claim it so they could have said okay let's Susie claim it and then we can get back some of the benefit from Susie. But guess what happened? We don't have these discussions because we're going to say, well, Susie going to claim it. Susie going to get the tax benefits and we're not going to get anything. Wow. <laughs> Folks, that's number one. I don't know. We're going to get to 11. I know I got to speed up, but number one is so important. Talk about it. You know, do they have, do they have long-term care insurance? Folks, I have to encourage you. Long-term care insurance can be so inexpensive, especially if it's a group contribution. Whereas, because sometimes we may think, okay, we don't want this insurance. But here's the thing. If you have an elderly parent, here's the reality. It's not if it's going to happen. It's when it's going to happen. So you may not want to contribute any money now, but if it's delayed, then it's going to cost you more in the future. So I just wanted to throw those out. Okay, this is Hubert McIntosh, your CPA. We're in the studio. I know we're starting out with a shocker. You know, we're in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. Number two is going to be easy because we spoke about number two last week. Um, for those of you who would listen last week. Review estate planning documents. You know, one of the key parts, and when I say estate planning, I got to reiterate and remind you, a lot of times people hear the term estate planning and they think that's for millionaires and multimillionaires. No, a part of estate planning is a living will and an healthcare proxy. Healthcare proxy. These are some of the more important estate planning documents to take care of right away. Remember I shared with you last week, our country and the world is going through a pandemic season. So a lot of people are dying. A lot of people are in the hospitals. But here's the thing. I don't know how much you have been following it. Do you know how many of those people who have died, their loved ones could not have been with them? You see stories where the doctors, the nurses, the nurses are doing Zoom, FaceTime, where someone is dying, someone is dying, and basically they're on FaceTime where the person, you can't be at the hospital. You can't be at the hospital. And a lot of times, even these papers would help because if you don't have a living will, if you don't have a healthcare proxy, when you're going through this time, you can't you can be at the hospital because that person in the hospital did not document that you are their caregiver or you're their proxy. Because if you're the proxy, then you have to be there. Okay? So that's number two, estate planning documents. Number three, 
keep financial documents organized and accessible. And these documents are talking about, we talked about them before, the wills, the power of attorney, investment statements, insurance policies, bank account statements, and so on. It would amaze you to know that how many, and each of you can look at yourself. Look at yourself right now as I say this. Do you know how many people have bank accounts, have bank accounts, and they are the only one with access to that bank account? They're the only one. All right, let me, let, let me make a disclaimer. If you have zero dollars in the bank account, then it makes no difference. If, if you're alone, and, and I know that might be a hard saying, if you're alone knows it, but you have money in your bank account, you're the only one with access to it. You're the only one with access to it. Nobody can get to it. Some things happen to you. Nobody can get access. I, I lost a sister. I lost a sister in 2013. And I can tell you, um, she was in Lakeland, Florida. And I went, I was her healthcare surrogate. And, you know, I went there and she was a nurse during life. And, you know, and um, so the doctor wanted to do the chemo treatment and so forth. You know, she had cancer. She had stage four cancer. She called it stage seven. She said it was so far past. So, so she was prepared and she said to me, my brother, it is well with my soul. You know, um, I'm not going to do anything what the doctor said. It is well with my soul. And in that bed, and I'm just sharing these things with you guys, in that hospital bed where she has accepted or she accepted the fact that she's going to pass away, she's telling me, you know, I remember I was her power of attorney and she's telling me and she's telling me how much money in the bank and I can take this and do this and do this and do this and do this. In other words, she had a plan. She was prepared for it. So when a lot of times someone dies and family come around and a lot of times <laughs> this is this is when I sad part whereas, you know, family and people are expecting, oh my gosh, they're going to expect me to contribute to this, contribute to that. But I can tell you, she had her plan so well laid out that nobody had to contribute to that because she had it laid out. So what I'm encouraging you is in that sense, because she, she had the wherewithal that she put, she put my name on the bank account and, you know, introduced me to her bank manager and all of that. So what I'm saying, these things can be done. It can, it can be done folks. So sheer, sheer, whether you have a spouse, you have, you have, you have husband and wives, you have husband and wife where, where they're not, they're not even sharing passwords. They don't even know have access. You know, sometimes that baffles me, but I'm not going to meddle there where the husband doesn't have access to the, to the, to the wife stuff and the wife does not, but that's meddling. I'm not going to go meddling, but you'd be surprised how many husband and wives, they have separate bank accounts and they don't even know the access to each other's account. So, you know, so that is a personal thing that you have to evaluate yourself there if that's you, okay? If that's you and what actions you're going to take regarding that, if that is your situation. 
for key financial documents are organized and accessible. All right. This is Hubert McIntosh, your CPA member of SOFA. We are in the studio in Palm City, Florida. We are at WCNO, the good news station. I tell you, this this is this station is good news. So you get all kind of good news. Oh, you get the word. Oh, yeah, you get the word. You get financial education. You get songs. You get praise and worship. Oh, my gosh. You just name it. So we provide this station. We provide good news. And I know even this lesson this evening may seem a bit harsh to some of you. But it's good news. It's good news. We are helping you. We're doing the Abacoc 2-2 moment. You got to write it down, folks. People got to be aware of it because if it's not written, the runner cannot run with it. We want to write the vision so the runner can run with it. So this is part of the vision. How do you want to pass? How do you want to your, your care to be taken care of? All right? 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. And even though I said number one was the most important, you know I was kidding you there. All 11 are. Here's number four. Oh my gosh. So many, so many of us are guilty of number four. Know what's important to your loved one. Yeah, I said it. A lot of times we put our ideas and our beliefs and we said that should be. But you have love is knowing what that person wants. And if you are not in agreement and it's outside the will of God, then you pray. You pray for that person. You pray that they would be in the will of God. But you don't beat them up and tell them, oh, you believe this and oh, you're so wrong. That is not healthy. That does not help. And if that's what you're doing, I'll encourage you to go read 1 Corinthians 13 again. You know, because when, you notice I said loved ones. We have to be compassionate. Somebody may be doing something that we totally disagree with. But guess what? We're all imperfect people. Remember Paul, a lot of times you'll hear Paul describing people and he says, so were some of you. And it's the same way here. So were some of us. Okay? Know what's important to your loved one. All right? While living wills, I, I spoke about living wills and healthcare proxies. While living wills and healthcare proxies often cover the wishes and instructions. Here's what those, because those are documents, you know. Those are documents. A living will is a document. A one-page document, a healthcare proxy is a one-page document. But you know what they don't cover? They don't cover feelings. They don't cover feelings. It's mechanics. It's mechanics. This is written down on the paper. It's mechanics. It's mechanics. We need to care. What does that person believe in? Knowing what your loved one wants also helps you understand and empathize with them. A lot of times, folks, we don't have enough empathy for each other. We don't have enough. And don't think I'm just throwing rocks 
I'm not throwing rocks. I'm speaking to myself as I'm sharing these things. I'm speaking to myself also. Sometimes we need to get to a stage where we can show more empathy for someone, especially your loved ones. So I encourage each of you, find out what your loved ones want, what's their desire, what's their wish, what's their wish. You know, so I, I just want to encourage you on that. Sometimes you can have them write a letter. Even write a letter because sometimes some of your wishes can't be communicated because people get teared up and all of that. And sometimes just have them write a wish. Write a wish. Mama, Papa, or even your children. I don't think we're communicating with each other enough. We don't know what each other wishes are. You know, and I'm speaking to myself. Sometimes we want to put our wish on the next person. But that's not love. That is not love. That is not love, folks. Okay? That's number four. Know what's important to your loved ones. Number five, you guys have heard me say this much. So I'm just going to say it. You know, you have heard me. When you're doing this, seek professional advice. Seek professional advice. Don't try to do all of this by yourself. Seek professional advice. Let people who have been there, let people who have been there, you know, who have studied it, understand it. Let them help you because you don't know all the new laws. I can tell you, I can tell you as a CPA, here is this now. This is May 1st. This is May 1st. You guys, if you guys know what has been happening in the tax world with the CARES Act in the last four or five weeks, it would blow your mind. It would blow your mind. You know, yes, you have these laws. They were written and they says, take care of this, take care of this, take care of this. But here's what happened. The laws were written and they were handed down to take care of. But guess what? There was no system in place. There's no system in place. So it started. It started March 20th. It started with the CARES Act and all of that. It started March 20th. So every other day, something changed because it says, Oh, we never thought of this. Oh, oh, we have to add this. Oh, 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 we have to subtract those people. Oh, oh, no, we can't. Oh, my God. It has been a nightmare. So be careful what you hear in the media that this is easy and all of that. People are going through challenges. Unemployment is a challenge. You have states. Oh, my gosh. Wow, wow. So seek professional advice. You know, we have had, um, we have had, had people where they tried it themselves. And then when they deny, when they got denied, they seek our assistance and we were able to help a few of them. So, so that has been a blessing. So I encourage you to seek professional advice. All right. Hubert McIntosh, your CPA in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. We got 11 topics. I've gone through five. We got six more to go. We got 25 minutes. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Let's see how we can move along. Number six. Number six is so important. Look into public benefits. Folks, there are public benefits. I know sometimes we don't look into public benefits. And each of us sometimes have to ask ourselves, why don't we? One other thing I see, and this is just an estimation of my part. One other thing I see a lot of times, we don't look into public benefits because pride, pride binds us up. 
and pride would not uh, would not make us take a stance or inquire. So I just encourage you look into public benefits. All right, you know it's so interesting. I was speaking to a friend um, earlier earlier today. Um, I'd mentioned him to Miss Karen. Um, my friend was a Vietnam vet. Was a Vietnam vet, and um, he 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 had what that's thing in Vietnam, Agent Orange. It was a type of a cancer, you know. He had a, a, Agent Orange, and they they figured that it was from in while he was in Vietnam. And I can tell you, when you hear this man talk about the VA. When you hear this man talk about the VA, I know you're, you're, there are a lot of conflicting stories that you'll hear some people talk bad about some things, talk bad about some things, and another person talk good. So I'm, I was talking with him, and his name is Lenny, you know, he gave me permission that I can use his name. But when Lenny talks about the VA, how the VA has been Wow. And then sometimes you hear some other people will talk bad and says, we as a country, we don't take care of our veterans and blah, blah, blah. Let me ask you. I asked Lenny. I said to Lenny, I said, Lenny, what would you say? You talk so much. You talk so highly of the VA. What would make it that other people talk so bad sometimes? Lenny did not hesitate. He says, Hubert. It boils down to attitude and faith. Attitude and faith. People gonna treat you how you treat them. He says a lot of times people will go to the VA and yes, they may be they may wait a little bit longer. They're thinking they should get through in five minutes. It took ten minutes and they pop an attitude. People who are serving you don't want you to give them attitude. So a lot of times those people know because of their attitude now, then they're not treated that way. And you're going to say, well, is it justifiable? No, I'm not saying it's justifiable, but we can act lovingly because we act lovingly to people. Nine out of most of the times, people are going to act back lovingly to us. But if we act bad, what are we telling people to do to act bad to us? So I want to encourage you, when you're dealing with public, like I'm telling you about public benefits, be nice to the people. You may not feel good. You may be upset about something. But don't carry your negative or your bad attitude to the people. They're just trying to do a job. They're there trying to do a job and you're going to bring bad attitude. And how, how do you expect them? They're humans. They're not perfect. They're humans, you know, you, you know, so I just want to encourage you on that. You know, you know, another thing Lenny shared with me, I didn't know this. Lenny believed in his opinion that all the nurses and the doctors who work at the VA. I don't know if it's a fact. I'm just telling you what he says. All the nurses and the doctors who works at the VA is because they want to work there. They want to work there. His view was that most of them could be working somewhere else and getting better money, but they were there. And he was talking about a doctor of his, you know, that she's been there. She's, she's 70 years old. This doctor is 70 years old and she's still working. She doesn't have to. She's been working at the VA for 
38 years. So, so you hear these stories. They are good stories. They are good stories out there, you know. So another thing Lenny shared with me, it was just interesting. I was talking to him and about and knowing that I'm going to talk about this topic today. What, what they have done now, the VA is, n- is limiting the visits to the, to the, to the um, organization. They are limited. Do you know what they did for Lenny? I was blown away. The VA gave him an iPad so that he could have his medical meetings. He could have his medical meetings because from the agent orange, he has cancer, he has some disability, and he also gets some 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 psych- psychological evaluation. They give him an iPad so he can have online meetings with him. Wow, wow. So I encourage you, public benefits are there. One of the place you can check up, I'll give you this website. I already told you to have your pen and paper. One other place you can check up about benefits, it's called benefitscheckup.org. Benefitscheckup, one word, benefitscheckup.org. And sometimes people can evaluate to see what kind of benefits that they may be eligible for. Okay? This is Hubert McIntosh. We're still in the studio. I don't know if the topic is shocking you guys, but you guys are not calling. The number is 772 221-1100, 221-1100, We are in beautiful Palm City, Florida at WCNO, the good news station, and we are dropping you financial education, okay? All right, we are on to number seven. I think we're getting there. We have 11 to go. We are at seven. Oh, my gosh. Here's another one. Mm. This one drove, drives close home. Supervise finances while the loved one still can. Supervise the finances. Supervise the finances. Because what happens, you got to evaluate your loved ones. You got to monitor their spending and bank accounts the minute there are any signs of confusion or struggle. Because what happened is that Sometimes a person reaches a point where they have no cognitive, their dissonance, you know, they, they, they're, they're suffering from that where they don't have the understanding that, okay, if I have a thousand dollars, I can't just spend 800. Sometimes the mind goes and that is where their understanding of money they have lost the understanding of money. So sometimes they'll just spend unnecessarily because they don't remember that this card you have, this debit card, this debit card can only give you what's in the bank. But if your mind reaches a point where you just think that this card is just going to give you any amount of money, what happens? You find people run out of money and the children did not even know. So that is also very important. You got to supervise finances even while the loved one still can. But if I'm going to tell you that part, I got to tell you the bad part also. Sometimes they don't allow you to. Oh, they'll fight you. Sometimes they'll fight you. Sometimes they'll fight you. I had a friend, right? Not had a friend, I have a friend. Friend, whereas his mom got to where she is in her late 80s. 
And she's still driving and they didn't think that she was capable of continuing to drive. So guess what they did? They took the keys. They took the keys. Folks, true story I'm telling you. I'm not making up story. They took the keys. Do you know what that lady did the next day? She went and she bought another car. So you ask yourself who's to be blamed. Okay, here's this 89-year-old lady comes in and this car dealership. The car dealership are not there to, to evaluate your parents. They're not, that's not their purpose. They want to sell a car. They sold the lady a car. She got home and they come, okay, she got her key. She said, you can't take this one. So they reach a point where they take it as a joke also. So folks, it's not easy. It's not easy, okay? All right, that's number seven. Supervise finances even while a loved one still can. Just be aware that it may be a struggle, but you know that you're doing it for their best interest. So just do it with love. Sometimes they're going to be even be upset at you. They don't even want you to be there. I am telling you, they don't have experienced it. They don't even want you to be there. They want you out of their house. But if you let your emotions take over you, then you may fail to display love. Okay? Remember, hurting people hurt people. Sometimes people, sometimes it's not easy for a person who was independent, who was independent, whereas now they feel so dependent and you're taking away their independence. These are some of the stuff you have to think of. You're, it's not easy for someone to get give up their independence right so just remember that just remember that okay all right number eight this one is so common guys it's happening it's very common and it's mostly it's calm it's happening to our seniors more often than not keep them safe from scams keep them safe from scams you know, there's a real possibility that your elderly parent might get taken advantage of. So be proactive in preventing such events. You got to guide them. You got to guide them. And sometimes you're not even there to guide them. But there's a lot of scams going on where, you know, people are calling, even people calling, pretending that they're from the IRS, that they're from the the power company and telling them that they're going to disconnect their utility and so forth. And you tell a senior that you're going to disconnect their utility and their mind may not be fully there. They don't have the challenge to question that. They want their utility because this is what they're using. Because you're going to take away the utility. They're going to lose the services of the TV. Oh my gosh. You know, so... You got to, you got to encourage them. You got to encourage them never to answer personal security questions from incoming caller. A lot of callers, they're calling them and telling them this. Some of them are being told that they want the lotto. They want different things and they need their bank account to put the money in. And come on now, you got to think about it now. So if your mind is not fully there and someone tells you that they need your bank account to put some money in, your mind is thinking the best. You want to believe that that person is already going gonna, gonna to put money in. So these are some of the stuff that the seniors are going through, right? Number nine, consider how your lifestyle and finances will be impacted. 
and and this is a this is a challenge. This is a challenge. You know, I'm not minimizing it. It's a challenge because caregiving can be taxing. So consider how is this role may affect your life personally, professionally, and financially. Because here's what I see happening also, folks. And these are facts. Every one of these things I'm telling there's facts. And as I'm even saying it, I'm thinking of a person or a few. Here's another thing. Here's another thing regarding that. Considering how your lifestyle and finances will be impacted. Here's another thing. So husband and wife, right? Husband and wife. You know, husband is close to his parents. Our wife is close to her parent. And that parent, whoever it is, that parent is um, elderly or whatever is. And that spouse, that spouse is investing into ERC parents, right? But not discussing with the spouse, not discussing with the spouse. And sometimes there's an attitude comes over and they'll say, well, what happened? You don't want me to take care of my mom. You don't want me to take care of my dad. Yeah, but that's not the idea. That's not the idea. It's your spouse. It needs to be discussed. It needs to be discussed, you know. And I know you can say, well, oh, it's my money. I earned this. I'm going to take care of my mom. I'm going to take care of my dad. And this conversation is just going out of anger where they're not talking to each other. You got to go back to Genesis 1. Genesis 1, 26, where the Lord said, it's a mystery. It's a mystery that a man will forsake, forsake his parents and cleave to the woman he loves. You know, so these are factual stuff. These are life stuff. You have to discuss it. Don't just take it for granted that my husband, my wife should just accept it. No, you have to discuss it. Okay, so these are some of the things that just cause so many strain on marriages and relationship, you know. So I'd encourage you, maintain active communication with your spouse, your siblings, and other family on potential cost and plans to avoid conflicts. Because I'm telling you, if you're not discussing it, it's going to cause conflict. It's not. So trying to hide from it, and trying to hide from it and think it's going to fix itself. It does not fix itself. It's something that you've got to be involved in. And sometimes you have to have those tough conversations. You have to have those tough conversations, you know, because he goes it and we're husband and wife and they reach a point, they reach a point and they're so angry. Then the next thing you know, one person is filing for divorce for something that could have been discussed. Something could have been discussed, but because of our pride and our ego at times, we're thinking, well, we don't have to discuss it with our spouse because we are also working and this is our money. So I'm going to do with my money what I want to do. No, you can do that when you're not married. But you can't be married and take that attitude. If you're married and you're taking that attitude, you're, you are calling for divorce. So when that divorce happens, don't go tell people this about your husband or your wife, blah, 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 blah when you were part of the root cause of it because everything we do folks there's a root cause so sometimes we sometimes we don't want to acknowledge that we are at fault and we are at cause for it so 
I told you from the start that this was just going to be tough love I'm administering this evening. But this was laid on, the Lord laid this on my heart. I'm going to remind you of the scriptures. For those of you who are getting upset with me now, I'm going to remind you of the scriptures so you can go back on them and then pray. I already forgive you. Ezekiel 2 verse 7. Ezekiel 2 verse 7. And Jeremiah 7 27. Jeremiah 7 27. So if you're getting mad at me, just go back and read that scripture. And remember, I prayed for you and I already asked forgiveness from the beginning. So I forgive you. I love you with the love of the Lord. So I'm just giving you these things where the Lord says to tell you. And he says, some of you are not going to listen. But I am praying. I am binding that, that you're not going to listen. I'm binding it in the name of Jesus, believing that you're going to take from it. You know, my mother-in-law have a famous thing that she reminds me, me of my wife. You know, sometimes you may not like the fish because the fish has bone. But what she reminds us as eat the fish and throw away the bone. Eat the fish and throw away the bone. Don't just say the fish is bad because it has bones in it. Eat the fish. Eat around the bone. Throw away the bone. So as I'm sharing with you, take what you can get from it. Take what you get from it, you know. You know, and, and remember my mother, there was a saying she used while we were growing up, you know. Growing up, you didn't fully understand it, but as you grow, you know, she always says, take sense. Make sense out of nonsense. Think about that. Make sense out of nonsense. So if some of what you're thinking, what you're hearing me saying, you're thinking is nonsense, just seek the Lord and help him. You know, James 1, 5 says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him seek the Lord. So seek the Lord and ask, what can you learn? What can you learn from this message today before you throw rocks at me? I am just the messenger, okay, delivering this message to you. All right, this is Hubert McIntosh, your CPA, your brother, your uncle, your cousin, your nephew, your daddy, your son, okay? We're here teaching you financial education. 772-221-1100. We're in beautiful Palm City at the Good News Station, WCNO. Okay, we got two more and we got six minutes. Wow, let's see if we can do it. Let's see if we can do it. I think we can. Number 10. Continue to work and communicate with your colleagues. Continue to work. Because what happens sometimes, and what does this mean? I'm just going to break this down. Sometimes, sometimes the caregiver is so stressed from the caregiving. Sometimes the caregiver is so stressed from the caregiving that the caregiver stopped taking care of him or herself. How many times you see where someone is a caregiver and the caregiver dies before the person that they were giving care. Because it drained them. It drained them. Because caregiving, caregiving can be stressful. It can be drained. Especially if you have siblings and you thinking, well, everybody should be helping. And you alone, I can tell you, I know so many people that I could call names, but we're going to protect the innocent that they're just drained. So, all right. So, so juggling work. So what happens with people is that you're juggling work, right? With caregiving and it, it become extremely difficult 
because if people if birth hasn't communicated their situation because a lot of times people are doing caregiving and they're not even communicating to their employer and what is happening is that they're taking these time off and they're taking these time off and basically also putting their job yeah at risk so what happened now can you imagine now the caregiver then lost the job where has but then you're expected to give care but you have now lost your job so now you need caregiving oh my gosh folks it's a stressful situation but it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be discuss it discuss it all right okay we get to number 11 all right take care number 11 take care and get support get support get support lastly but not least take care of yourself and get support take care of yourself and i know it's you could say well hubert that's easier said than done you're saying that i can get support what if i don't have support oh wow 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 you know caregiving is a hard job and can easily cause a person to forget about themselves so i'm here to just encourage you encourage you okay because sometimes with caregivers you know it's 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 very common for caregivers to eat less you know they eat less their health goes out they lose sleep too tired to exercise i i i'm not even clean the house do you know people giving care and sometimes they get so stressed they they're not even bothering to they're not even bothering to clean the house so wow you know but there's help out there okay Sometimes the help might not be from your family. Here's another site I'm going to give you. There's another site called caring.com. C-A-R-I-N-G.com. You know, caring.com. It, 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 it's, it's a sense of community. It's a site where basically you can have a community where sometimes all you need is encouragement from someone who's going through the same thing because a lot of times we're going through some things and we think we are the only one do you remember do you remember when elijah was running was running from um that that late that jezebel and elijah reached out to god and he says oh they have killed all your prophets how it's me alone left what did god tell him no elijah i got i i got seven thousand more that's not bending the knee to Baal. But sometimes we think we are alone, but we are all going through it together. Even this COVID thing, we're all going through it together. Don't think anybody's exclusive from it. You know, nobody's exclusive from it, okay? So I just want to encourage you on that, right? On, you know, so what is the last thing, you know? So caring.com, right? So check that site out. And as I said, I give you the, the other one earlier, benefitscheckup.org. So I hope that you have received some from this. Seek the Lord, you know, for some of the things I've shared with you. I just want to thank you. This is Hubert McIntosh, your CPA. Week Next week, take care. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Providing financial education across America, one community at a time. Be sure to tune in next Friday at 4 p.m. with your questions ready to go. For more information, visit SofaUSA.org. God bless you and have a great week. So let me go down, down, down. Down in history Has another place